Let me catch. You ready? Let me let me bone. Solomon's ancestor. Yo. Yo, what's up, son? What's up, kid? What's going on, kid? Yo, man, I'm just doing my thing, man. The New York Times side Staying alive was no job Had second hands Moms bounced on old man So then we moved to Shallon land A young youth You're rocking the gold tooth Low goose Only way I begin to G York Was drug loot And let's start it like this son Welcome to the Valiant 33 Podcast. I'm Stuart, this is Mike And we're a day late But not a dollar short <laughs> So The Rhinos made it it was looking a little sketchy at times during the game. I'm not gonna lie, but we uh, we did have, we had pretty good control of the game. It just there were a couple of fluky goals against us, the ref seemingly against us, and um, the commentators having no fucking clue what the league is about. Um, also, making anyone watching at home think we were knocked out, and at no point during this entire game were we ever knocked out of the playoffs. So. Yeah, the refs were against us per usual. It seems like uh, they have something out for us. And if I watched other teams' games as much, I could probably take like a little bit of a lit- litmus test and see if it really mm-hmm. is just us or if it's the entire league. But it just seems like they're gunning for us sometimes. And it's easy to say that because we're the only independent team. So it's it's kind of easy to play conspiracy theory. But I think there is something there. I think I will say one of the things that I think does go against us is the fact that we have fans who are yelling not nice things to them the entire game. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely seen that in an MLS where the fans will even react to something that isn't legitimate or that is legitimate. And the rest like, well, fuck you guys. You're not getting anything the rest of the game. So just for comparison's sake, our last game against Toronto in Toronto, even with fans, we could hear you guys the entire game. We we got two yellows. They got two yellows. So they um, this game we got five, and they started out early. And then that penalty that they didn't even want to show, the penalty that New York City got that they didn't even want to show on the highlight reel. Well, we'll see how they play it up in Columbus. Because even though we did lose on pens to New York City, we did make the playoffs in the mm-hmm. in the fourth place. So congratulations to them. I said at the beginning of the year that was the benchmark for success, and they hit it. So hats off. They now what 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 what's the exact number? Is it twenty three out of twenty four seasons or twenty two out of twenty three seasons that um. they've made the playoffs? We're going to pause here for a second because I do want to get this right. Unlike most things that we just make up. It's low 20s. I know that. Yeah, it's um, I want to say it's 20 out of 21. But oh, God damn it. Why is Wikipedia shit? 96 to, to 17. So that's 21. Then this season, which is 22. So, so Yeah, so 21 to 22. Yep, twenty-one out of twenty-two, and we can blame um, we can blame Tam Mc we can blame Tam McNa- McManus for uh, not for that one 
year we didn't make it. This Scottish bastard. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's actually, it, it, actually no, that's that was top goal scorer. Never mind. Yeah, well, he's still cut Scottish that, cut bastard. That, cut that. <laughs> well, I, I, because we've been harping on it for a while. Like playoffs, that's what we do here. We make the playoffs, and we've done it. So, and it's a hell of a run when you think about it. It's brushing a quarter of a century of making the playoffs over in different leagues too. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a streamline of quality, and I'm I'm just extremely proud that they put it together because the, the beginning of the season was a little rough, but they got their shit together and they did it. Yeah, and the other thing to remember is how difficult it was to make the playoffs this season. So the last season that we played, the 2017 USL Championship, the Eastern Conference had 15 teams. Eight made the playoffs. So Essentially, you get a result in half your games, you're making the playoffs. In our season, we had how many teams? 11 teams, and four made the playoffs. Well, yeah, and you look across town, and the other team that plays in NISA, there's eight teams in that league. They started with a lot more, but they're finishing with eight teams, and six of the eight make the playoffs, and they still fucking missed it. So that's it. it, it it just shows you the the comparison between the two. You know, not every league is a cakewalk as far as making the playoffs. With this league, I will say, I know we talk a lot of shit, but as far as playoffs go, they actually make it mean something. Where if you're mm-hmm. top four, you got, you know, the, the, it's all earned. Regular MLS is seven out of the 14. So we we shouldn't have been clenching our butts the entire game if we're if you're going by ratios but yeah this was very much earned this is very much just to go off a little bit on a tangent i know a lot of people want pro rel and frankly i think pro rel would be good but this is our version this is the american version of pro rel is having playoffs and having the last day of the season be important for that i, yeah, I, I yeah, think it's a, i think it's a good introduction for a lot of people of u.s sports yeah honestly this this decision day was was pretty entertaining. I didn't mm-hmm. look at my uh, phone as much as I thought I would as far as updates go, but they, the FOTMOB is what I use, but they did a reasonably good job with keeping everything up to date. And there was multiple times where I checked, like, oh, we're in third, oh, we're in second, oh, we're in fourth. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, it, all the thrills of, you know, that final day, like even in Premier League when they put games on, you know, fucking sci-fi and Lifetime, like you still got that. Exactly. I, I was watching all five games that mattered. I did not watch um, Columbus destroy almost illegally. So oh, yeah. What was that? 9 yeah, nothing. FC, yeah, FC, FC Kentucky lost 9 nothing in their final game of the season. Um, it's, that's like beating a dead body at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, that was a little rough for them, but I, I kept it up. I kept up on the scores and everything, and was watching all the games, keeping up on the Twitter. So, can't say I can do that every weekend, but it was it made it a lot more interesting than uh, what we're used to of uh, just watching the one game. And maybe in the 60th minute, they decide to start watch showing highlights of uh, fans over halftime instead of uh, the ball on the field. But who knows what's going on there? Oh, baby steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it, one thing I did notice from the game too, from the website, um, I'm, we're going to take credit for this as well because some of the some of the reasons for yellow cards we've been making fun of, and now it just says foul. It doesn't explain anything else that happened. It just says foul. So hmm. I think it was someone. I think what you said last time, where it was just someone making making something up. I think the refs were probably like, "Hey, that wasn't descent. That was for X, Y, Z, or whatever." Yeah, it's like hockey with injuries. They just say lower body or upper body. Yeah, and it's like okay, you can say groin. It's okay. We're all adults here. Mm-hmm. Well, so they uh, so we're in the playoffs, but we got to travel to Columbus, which is a little disappointing because I thought the league would see the value in putting the game here, but they've decided mm-hmm. to do something else, which we'll see how it it turns out. Maybe a lot of first team fans will drop down and and go to those games. Uh, or that game in Columbus, maybe we'll see. Um, I hope that a lot of people turn up. I know uh, a bunch of our fans are going up, um, just because I want more independent teams to join this league. I want it mm-hmm. to be better. I don't enjoy shitting on this league when things, you know, happen that deserve to be shat on. Um, I. And to a certain degree, I understand it. You got to make it clean cut. You got to say, nope, higher seeded team gets it no matter what. It's just I thought it was a good opportunity to maybe pull a move and kind of bet on themselves. Yeah, I, I can see both sides. I think for the future of the league, not not giving Rochester the home game, especially when we finished in a very close fourth, but we did finish in fourth. And frankly, none of the teams really had a strong say for them being the dominant team here because Rochester, Philly, and Toronto were on 40 and 41 points. Columbus has 55. That's that's a pretty big reason for them to host. I'm hoping it being an off week with the international break, more fans show up just to create some atmosphere. Going in, into some specifics about the game. We had the uh, the typical, where what's becoming typical now is the three four one two, which is really the three four three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batista goes in again as the left center back. Lopez and Jacob has kind of pinned his spot there as the right center back now. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah. a little switch up where we had Wood over as the left wing back and Batista is the right wing back. And then we saw that uh, Pupukar Dola. Uh, kind of central pivot with Williams and Rayo and Alien as the front three. And they they did a pretty good job. I mean, it, they went down, I believe. Early yeah, on, like the first yeah, minute. Yeah, first half. They went down. It was 0-1 or 1-0 in the first half. And then Dolabella. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dolabella struck first. Um, for the Rhinos with a nice little cross in from Batiste, the left, uh, left-footed in-swinger, and then the flying spaghetti monster put into the back of the net. Um, yeah, that, that was a little funny, funny goal because you could see you can see him as he goes up in the air, going, "Oh shit, I'm way <laughs> off here." That's falling backwards a little bit. The ball hitting him kind of on the chin and then going in because. It worked. It went exactly where he wanted it to. It just didn't look the prettiest. But yeah, that's why he's the flying spaghetti monster. He's just yeah, exactly limbs of linguine in the air. 
and it, it was shot for shot. It was actually a very entertaining game. It was New York City, then us, the New York City off of Penn, where Kaiki came out a little hard and clipped them, which was, I think, a 50-50, and the ref just magically decided it was a pen. And then we answered with our own pen, where Rayo got absolutely clobbered over the top in the box. Yeah, um, I, I will I will give the ref praise for giving us that pen because it was right after we got we had given away a pen and the the way that the game was being refed, I feel like he probably didn't want to give that to us, which isn't right, but it's good to see him make him make the right decision. And there's going off of stats, it was pretty split, even it was almost 50 50. We had to have a lot more shots than they did, um, but it was tied five apiece for shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it was a tale of we dominated the midfield. We kept them pinned in the mi- midfield a lot. They just took their counterattacks efficiently and pushed up quickly and hard. Um, but very much so, it was we were in their half a lot. Shots wise, they pretty much just waited until they got in the box to do anything where we kind of tickled the net a little bit from distance. We were mixing it up overall. I would say it was, it was pretty evenly matched. Um, if you just look at the score, like how it's spread out, you know, there's a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes ish between every goal. So it was spread out, but I think we identified the threats well. It's just a matter of you can't be 100% every time. It was a competitive match. I feel like we dominated most of it. But the, the final shot, which is always the hardest one, wasn't wasn't where, where we wanted it. The other aspect is we got a lot of yellow cards early on in the game. And knowing that we probably had a game coming up and they didn't, if any of our players got yellows didn't matter, but a red did and no one wants to miss the playoffs. So that I think tempered the game a lot and potentially hurt the game a little bit too. And a special shout out to Rayo who scored his 13th goal, technically 14th in all competitions, but 13th in the league. And I believe he is now seventh in the all time uh, season goals for the Rhinos. Yeah, I think uh, Bird said that on his Twitter feed earlier, which is a pretty good stat for him. Yeah, extremely good. And, of course, the the albatross in the room, or I don't want to say the rhino in the room, but um, is we play Columbus, and I'm pretty much going to assume that we're going to see Russell Rowe on the other side, who the past two games when we've beaten Columbus, he wasn't in the lineup because he was up on the first team. He has 21 goals in this league, so it's going to be a little bit of a different look for Columbus, um, and it's going to be more of a singular threat for our defense to kind of try and wrangle in. Yeah, it's going to be a very different game from what we're used to against them. We have we, we destroyed them the first time, uh, 0-4, and then the, the last game was PK win, 0-0. So I, I don't think it's going to be zero zero. It's well, we'll, we'll get into the uh, well. Actually, why don't we just get into it now? We can. Um, what do you think? Your, what do you think the score is going to be? Um, my brain tells me 
that it's going to be high scoring just because it's playoffs. Both teams need, I mean, this is going to sound dumb. You need to score to win, but I think both teams are going to be in a position where you need to go up to create a buffer against the other one. Mm -hmm. My heart is telling me it's going to be, it's going to go to shootouts just because I think both teams are going to be throwing jabs at the start. There's going to be some nervousness or where you don't want to overextend yourself and get, you know, something dropped in over the top of you. I think it's going to be one, one. I think we're going to strike first. They're going to tie it up and then we go to pens. Yeah. And so they're, they haven't been great. And I'm just looking to see, their last win before the blowout was against Chicago Fire, and Russell Rowe did play, but he only had a PK. Um, he, he didn't have a uh, on-field goal. So it's going to be different, but I don't think it's going to be the craziness that some of the score lines look like. Because they do have some crazy score lines of like 5-0, five, 6-1, five, But once games open up, they, they look completely different, and I don't want to say anything about these other teams, but the, the final push to stop those high scores isn't going to happen when you're already down 2-0 and this other team's dominating you. Playoffs, that's going to be a lot different, and frankly, the Rhinos play a lot different because they know it actually matters. They know that people are depending on them. So I, I can get into uh, one of the shenanigans that happened uh, with our I think our, our, our actual rival. So we've got a couple of rivals, but um, Orlando City B seems to really, really hold it against us what happened at the start of the season. So obviously, just to give us a quick roundabout, we um, had some issues with the stadium. We had to delay the game against them a little bit right before the uh, the game happened. And gets postponed to I think July, June. And um, then when we go to play them later in the season, we basically played their played the MLS team. Lost five two away. And then this game, the last last game of the season, Toronto needs to win it to get past us in points if we tied. And Orlando played decent first team but they only had four players on the bench one of them being a goalkeeper the awkwardness because this league is used to having smaller benches away especially this was a home game and orlando city b has 57 players on their roster i actually counted it and they could only get four players to show up so if they had two concussions you can possibly have seven changes. So I don't know if it's an illegal roster, but it's definitely a very stupid one. And it was an 86th minute goal and a 90th minute goal after trailing for much of the game. I'll let people make their own ideas of what that could mean, but it's definitely strange. And I do think the league needs to investigate what's happening here because you can't have that happen. You can't have something that obvious 
happen of a team saying, yeah, we're not going to play any of our players because we don't care. It throws the league into a leg- legitimacy crisis, which I'm hoping other people are noticing. Yeah, so I'm going to take that and transition it into the first listener question, which is from Jake Mountain. And he says, what are your thoughts on the game being held in Columbus? You already know what my thoughts are. Yeah. Um, but the second part specifically, which is also, do you ha- have any predictions for postseason changes? And I'm taking that to mean for next season. And I think mm-hmm. they really need to hammer out specifics on what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do and what the standard of quality is going to be for the roster that you keep in this league and make it very clear cut and say, you know, if if you're going to pull shenanigans like that, if it is true and it was on purpose, or even if it wasn't on purpose, you just need to kind of lay the hammer down and be like, listen, this is being taken seriously. So you can't just drop down a whole MLS team when you feel like it. And you can't just play, you know, the valets in the parking lot when you feel like it, there needs to be some type of consistency. Uh, Yeah. There's uh, other sports, just formula one, for example, doesn't have in season testing anymore, but what they do is that they require all of the teams to run rookie drivers who haven't had any, any who haven't raced more than two Grand Prix in the previous whatever number of years, you have to do that a couple of times a year to offer development. I completely get that if there's an 18-year-old MLS player, like Columbus now has, who needs some game time, put them in the roster. I don't have any real issues with that. It's when you have veterans playing essentially to screw a team, or you have teams not bringing a full roster when they're playing at home. That's that's what makes people call this a development league, which I, I will not call it a development league. It is not development league um, any different than what USL, NISA, League One champ- championship are. It's the same level to me, or it's the same idea. Yeah, you, you need to tie that down because... I do think we've played some harder teams than other than other teams did because of all the sh- all the roster shenanigans that can happen. And I don't think it'll take that much for them to to fix it. It's just you just need to think about it a little bit more and say, okay, you can't do. Maybe it's even as simple as you, you can't have. The players you announce on the field and the bench can't change more than three or four players per per game. So if if you're on the bench for the first game, you're probably going to be on the bench for... You can only have like two to three changes per game to keep that roster somewhat reasonable. Right. And and I guess it's easier for independent teams to keep the same roster because there's not that much of a pool of players. So you got to kind of find the balance between, you know, what works for these two teams, at least until, you know, something else gets arranged where, you know, the, when more independent teams come in. I'm not going to say any more about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next listener question comes from Ian, and he asks, what do you think happened to Dre? 
Uh, did you forget about Troy? <laughs> He's gone. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what there is to wonder about. He's just gone. I don't know what the yeah. reason is, but he ain't here. Yeah, uh, it's, we, we, we've looked online and um, looked at all our our milk cartons, and uh, I haven't seen him. Yeah. All right, Matt writes. Do you have any regrets from the regular season? I do, and it's losing one nothing to Cincinnati on a late late goal on June eleventh. I don't know if yeah. I have any regrets. Um, I guess. Uh, no, not really. I think everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. And we're in the playoffs, so I can't really complain too much. Yeah, I, I think we, we, we saw growth. I think the only regret I have is that we didn't have a preseason. So we'd had a preseason with everything else changing Team, I don't even want to go into fault or anything because, frankly, we don't know. Um, I think if we'd had a preseason, we would have gotten second very easily, which is also easy to say because we lost it um, by a point or two points. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't use the word regret um, for that. Maybe that's what my hang-up is. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you think? I guess for me to rephrase it, what one thing would you have changed this season? Um, I've changed. This is gonna sound kind of dumb, but making the away jerseys available to buy, <laughs> or making making the jerseys available to buy. Yeah, just because I want that away jersey so bad. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I will. Yeah, I was disappointed when I finally, finally made it to the game, and uh, they sold out right before, like literally right before I got there. But uh, yeah, next year. Yeah, right, and last question comes from Tom. Any chance the playoff teams are using players from their MLS parent squads? I would say yes. Bank on it. Uh, the only issue I see is international break, and a lot of these players are going to be gone. The other issue that I could see is this is a break right before the um, a playoff push. So I'm just well, going to do a – It's the thing. Columbus is an eighth, but they're tied with Miami, who's seventh. So they, they might, depending on when their games are, uh, Red Bull – October 1st is their next one. So you could see Russell Rowe this weekend. Um, but you never know if Columbus sure. really wants wants to take, you know, the MLS playoffs seriously. They might bring him up early and we might not see him. Um, Philadelphia is in first by a lot, so they're they're fine. They but that's a, that's a different problem though is I doubt they're going to drop anybody down. Yeah. To to our playoffs, you know, and risk injury um, while they're sitting in first by five points. Yeah, and Toronto's way down, so Toronto could bring someone. I could see Toronto doing it and pulling a move because they say, "Fuck it, we're out of it in the first division. Let's 
try and <laughs> win something. Yeah, and then um, who's who's in the playoffs in the West? Uh, North Texas, uh, which is linked with Dallas, I believe, and they're in third. Yeah. It could go either way. Probably not. Um, yeah, tr- Dallas is in. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too concerned with uh, the West right now. Yeah, so, the, the West is going to be tough with um, the DPS that St. Louis has anyway. Yeah, Seattle um, is tenth, and then Houston is thirteenth. So you might get Houston trying to pull a move, um, and then St. Louis is just St. Louis. That's their team right now. But I could yeah. see St. Louis pushing hard for it to win, you know, to, to get that star. This, yeah. To get this trophy heading into their MLS campaign for the rest of their lives. Um, I would say, but that's going to be a matchup because North Texas is, is a good team. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not an easy out. I'd say the one versus four matchup on either side is going to be, one one of the or two of those four teams are going to be in the final. Yeah, it's going to that. I think is the way more competitive game because I mean the Eastern Conference is separated by half a point basically, so there isn't a clear fourth team here. It's we were leading our division up until shenanigans. So um, the Western and it's, Conference, and it's was, a situation where we're the fourth place team, but we've taken care of you know the first place who's been in first in the overall conference for since day one, yeah. and we seem to be their thorn. Yep, yeah, and the other thing too with the Western Conference is it, it got more competitive, but at the start of the season, it was pretty rough with some of those. Some of those teams were not winning at all like some of them were like timbers won two games all season um it was it was pretty bad at the start so i yeah, can see them weaker. having they're, they're not forged from steel like we are exactly <laughs> they're, they're, they're closer to some soft wood that i wish that i knew more about wood now <laughs> to make a clever well, statement i'm gonna i'm gonna say this this weekend Whoever wins between us and Columbus and whoever wins between St. Louis and North Texas, those two teams are going to be in the final. Yep. And I there's no I know we lost to St. Louis first time out, but we're a different team. If we say if we see St. Louis in the final, we're taking it. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna pay for direct flights this time so that we don't have any eight hour trips like we did last time. Right. Yeah, it'll be a little smoother of an operation to get out there for the team. <laughs> North yeah. Texas, I don't know how we're going to match up against them or Tacoma or Houston. That's, you know, it's a crapshoot. But yeah, St. Louis, I'm confident in seeing them in the final that we're going to take it. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're a different team. And I, I think it'll be good. It's the rough part is the last couple. Of, so the history of the team, obviously, it's a completely different, not completely different, but it's a very different landscape now but we're really good at facing the eventual champs in the playoffs early on so we lost to uh louisville in 17 uh, one zero or 
yeah, one one zero, and they won the championship that year. We lost to the New York Red Bull in 2016, and they won the championship that year. Which was bullshit that game, but we don't yeah, that that, that was I'm my my favorite thing in soccer the last five years is that Dom got signed to the Forge because that would have been literally the worst way for your last soccer your last professional soccer play to be is getting a bullshit pen pulled on you. And that is why I still hate the New York Red Bulls, even though I have a Red Bull flag behind me for the <laughs> F1 team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and just looking ahead, whether it's Toronto or union that we see next round, cause we are going to be Columbus. I'm not too worried about either one. I would like for Philly to pull an upset over Toronto just to really squash any chances of an upset there. Because if we play Toronto or Philly, if they win, it would be an upset. I think Mm -hmm. we'd be, even though we're fourth, we'd be the favorites over the two of them. It's really a a matter of getting past Columbus. And then I don't want to say smooth sailing, but it's going to seem like you might as well book the hotels for the finals. Yeah, that's the situation where, Going back to BPL, it's or Champions League. When I saw that Villarreal was winning, I was like, "Oh shit, Liverpool's going to make the Champions League final." It was just like, "Yeah, this is just going to happen." So, I'm yeah, I'm not concerned. We 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 have to beat Columbus either way, so we're just going to do it early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. As far as I'm concerned, like obviously I would love to win a final for the first year back. That would be fucking crazy. That'd be great. But no matter what happens after this point, I'm satisfied. Made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good. In my heart, I'm good. But now that we're there, I want that fucking trophy. Yeah, let's let's get the cherry. <laughs> let's pop that cherry. Yeah, we, we've had our ice cream. Let's uh, let's finish it off. All right. Well, before we jinx it too much, let's uh, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, what do you think the score is going to be? On say uh, it right. I already said one one. I think it's going to be one two. Eighty fifth minute, Dolabella. Sp- spaghetti Weird monster night. special. Yeah, no, no, no. let's go more specific. Off the dick. Nice. Best my goals. favorite goals. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is going to score and your prediction? And then what do you um, think the K's are going to be? I'm going to go with the unsung hero all season. Bubakar Jalo is going to slot one in. Out of nowhere. Nobody's going to see it coming. No one's going to expect it. He's going to slot one in. I'll even be more specific. Bottom right corner. He's going to pass it elegantly into the into the net. And then Pens, uh, we're going to go old school, open cup special, save Pen, and then the last one gets skyrocketed 8,000 miles over the top of the net. It lands in uh, at MCC. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. keep that ball. Yeah, and um, just to so, so two things that I just remembered. So um, 
in the playoffs, there are two two fifteen minute periods after if it's tied. There is no golden goal because there hasn't been for forty five years in soccer, it seems. Um, and the other, the unfortunate fact is there is no scenario where we can host any of the upcoming games. So it's fine. We have, we'll be uh, road warriors. Yeah, we unfortunately have the least amount of points of anyone, um, and we we lost the tiebreaker to Philly. It's fine. We'll take that road dog action. No better way to win it, in my yeah. opinion. So oh, ruin everybody else's day in different yeah. in their city. Yeah. We've already gotten told all the other things we need to do in St. Louis. <laughs> all right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, thanks for uh, listening. We've been the Valiant 33 podcast. Yeah. Win or, win or lose, we'll, we'll do another one. But I have a feeling it won't be the last Cash moves, everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash moves.